Hey, all you nostalgic friends, real friends. Welcome to 90210. Here we go, the <laughs> podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other's a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 4, Life After Death. All right, let's crack open the condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally... Mm, I don't know, is that okay? Can we still use the Josh clip? Oh. It, it's, now it's in tribute. How about that? It's in tribute, now yes. It's, it, we remember. It's tribute. We remember. Yeah, we remember our, our friend Josh. Yes. This episode originally aired on September 28th, 1994. Movie-wise, on September 30th, we got two movies... Ed Wood, directed by Tim Burton, starring, of course, Johnny Depp, Martin Landau, sure. J- Sarah Jessica Parker, and Patricia Arquette. I mean, Helena Bottom Carter had to be in there somewhere, right? I don't I know if they can make you know, a movie I without didn't, her. I didn't see her, but perhaps, <laughs> okay, well, perhaps she's in there. I haven't seen this, but I have seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> okay, cool. And the, the other movie is The River Wild, directed by Curtis Hansen, starring Meryl Streep, Kevin Bacon, Benjamin Bratt, and John C. Riley. I feel like I've seen that. I but maybe not. I'm just thinking of the VHS cover. And I, I know that I've seen a river runs through it, but I, that's a different, <laughs> different river That's a different movie. thing. Different, different river. river. Yeah, I don't know. TV-wise, on September 24th, Free Willy, the TV show, premiered. The TV show? Yes, it wow. ran, ran for okay. two seasons. Okay, great. And on October 3rd, I put this in here because, because it mentions Beverly Hills, but this show is okay. called Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Yeah, see, this was around that time where they were like, we need titles that are action-packed with long descriptors a la Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because there was also Biker Mice from Mars right around that time, mm-hmm. you know. it. Uh, I looked it up a little bit. It looks very um, Power Rangers in its that makes sense. quality. So That makes sense, given the time, yeah. Also, Jim Henson's Animal Show premiered. I don't know either one of those. Seems like I should. I was it 11. It does a good seem age. like you should, yeah. Okay. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Look, <laughs> I didn't set out for this to be mean. But oh, it's, dear. But it's so funny that I feel like maybe that makes it okay. I wanted <laughs> to tell you what I wanted to tell you what our friend Shannon Doherty was doing around this time. Uh, and so I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, around the time the episode was airing, Shannon Doherty was portraying Margaret Mitchell, the Pulitzer Prize winning author of Gone with the Wind, in the biopic A Burning Passion, the Margaret Mitchell story. I looked for some contemporary reviews, and I got this one from Newsweek that I think will resonate with uh, you and me and our listeners, Kendra. Okay. One. This is from Newsweek, okay? <laughs> one word for the producers of A Burning Passion, the Margaret Mitchell story, subtitles. Listen in agony to star Shannon Doherty's old South accent as she says. <laughs> as she plays Gone with the Wind author Mitchell. I hated the Noah, and this is all spelled out. They your speech hurts my eels. Likewise, Shannon, 
the Beverly Hills 90210 dropout does sort of a Valley Bell thing in this excruciatingly pointless biopic airing November 7th on NBC. That is all a direct quote from Newsweek. Now you mustn't say things like that to break my country go hard. I don't even have to watch it. I just know how it will sound. I, I know too. I mean, I've heard that accent before and I know exactly what they mean. So yeah. Anyway, oh, man. I, I kind of feel like maybe we do have to watch it you know <laughs> no we'll see i'm not we'll watching see how it. it goes we'll see we'll well the jury's still out okay all right well let's look at our synopsis for a not a clean slate life after death as brandon struggles to process josh's sudden death a movement begins to declare his presidency illegitimate meanwhile things heat up between valerie and dylan plus there's chemistry brewing between david and claire Mm. Over at the Martin house, Griffin is helping Donna get over David. Good Do for you Donna. find him attractive, Kendra? Yes. Because Donna sure does. I do the, find the him attractive. Thumbs up on, on Griffin. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. He's definitely All attractive. Right. Um, There's no he, accounting for taste. He almost, he almost looks too much like, um, what's his face? Bad guy from I don't the Craig house who isn't there anymore. Oh, John Sears. John, John Sears. Sears. He, he looks a little too much like John Sears. They are the same kind of like 90s villain handsome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah. I so I didn't trust mean. him when we first saw him. Mm. Well, <laughs> Probably because of that. You, yeah, you've learned. You've learned your lesson. All right. Now, who's living in Beverly Hills this week? This episode was written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein and directed by James Whitmore Jr. Lots of recurring players coming back for a second round here. We have F.J. Rio back as Alex Diaz. We also have uh, F.J. Rio's jean jacket back as F.J. Rio's jean jacket. Important. We have Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold. We've got Ryan Brown as Morton Muntz. Catherine Cannon as hot mess Felice Martin. And this is the final of two appearances of Chris Jordan, who plays, and I quote, pool hall guy. I would add uh, he was Stevie. In a, I would Stevie too. Pool yeah, hall he guy. only has white tank tops and has never met a shampoo bottle that he liked. <laughs> um, but he was in a clean slate and this. So two episodes, no name, no other on-screen credit. So you've seen the filmography of Chris yeah. Jordan here he today out. on 90210. Uh, new recurring players, ding, ding, ding. We have Casper Van Dien as Griffin Stone. He is best known for playing Johnny Rico in the Starship Troopers franchise opposite Dinah Meyer, who played Lucinda. Oh, the movies? Yes. Is he the main guy? I guess so, yeah. Okay, that must be what I recognize him from then. I've only read the book. Uh, he also plays another Johnny, and I had to check to make sure this was right, but it is true. He plays Johnny Cage across the Mortal Kombat franchise. So The movies? Yeah. Yeah, movie TV show. Seen, I guess it was like a TV show. I've seen that movie too. I don't. You want to talk Street Fighter? I can do that. Mortal Kombat? No, I don't know. Did you see the newest have, Mortal Kombat movie? No, I haven't. It's fine. No. Okay. We have Cheryl Miller as Nanette Stone, Griffin's mother. Uh, this is her only appearance, and she doesn't have a lot of work outside of this. She was in Madame Susatska with Shirley MacLaine. All right. Shirley MacLaine's kind of a kook, like you in the last episode. Uh, we have Nancy Sorrell as Gloria Richland, uh, Josh's sister. She was in Murder, She Wrote. She was in The X-Files. Many, many things. She never goes very long without working, just always popping up in places. More recently, she had a long-term recurring role on the series Man in the High Castle. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Okay. 
life after death. Mm-hmm. Uh, our cold open is the funeral for Josh. All right. Is it the funeral or is it just a... I... Uh... No, I mean, it can't be the funeral. But when it started, I was like, Brandon's doing the eulogy. I know. I that's like it's exactly a... what I wrote. I wrote, Brandon yeah. giving eulogy, question mark? I think that it was just like a service, a service on campus, like a memorial service on campus, because his sister is there to pack up the room, but she says specifically that the mom doesn't come. So it can't be like the funeral. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> that was a deep yawn you just did there. Sorry. That made me tired. I was, try- I was trying not to let people know I was yawning. Sorry. You can tell um, Cindy's there. So yeah. another uh, instance of Cindy being on campus. On campus. She loves uh, it. And Brandon is, yeah, he's giving this whole speech and he ends it with, it is it incumbent on all of us to not let Josh Richland's dreams die with him. Yeah. Post-funeral, he, uh, Brandon is getting compliments from the chancellor on how well he did with his speech. Mm-hmm. Brandon is upset with Andrea because she's talking to Alex. Right. Who is kind of his enemy. Right mm-hmm. now, well, not kind of. He he is his He's enemy. full out, full out antagonist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Andrea's like, you know what? You guys are, you know, you're just gonna have to work together. You're gonna have to mm-hmm. find ways to work together. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Brandon is just assuming that he is president. Yeah, and Alex is, you know, a major player in the Senate. So either it's going to be fully antagonistic as it seems to be, or Brandon can try to, you know, make it work. Kelly and Steve come over to give condolences. And Steve immediately turns it into, hey, can you come to this party I'm throwing at the keg house? Yeah, he wants the, you know, the president to be there. Yeah, super, super empathetic of him. (laughs) Right. And also, I don't fully understand it. Like, we're going to have a party at the keg house and guess who's going to be there? The student body president. I know. Wouldn't you not want him to be there? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't seem like it'd be a cool thing, but. Okay, then we meet Gloria Richland, who introduces herself as Josh's sister. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's going to be packing up his stuff. So if Brandon would like to stop by and take something of his to remember him by, he can do that. Do it. Yep. And as she walks away, Brandon's like, wow, <laughs> she walks just like Josh. I thought that was so weird. What a weird bit of writing. It was. Why wouldn't he say like, wow, she sounds just like Josh. Yeah, or looks so or much looks like him. looks just like Josh, yeah. I mean, Her Josh, walk? Josh is a full seven foot tall and 90 pounds and this is like a five foot three woman they don't walk alike is all i'm saying (laughs) all right at felice's house donna brings home a giant bag of laundry with directions for how the laundry should be done i guess we're over that felice is super racist yeah i think she's moved water under the bridge yeah (laughs) (laughs) well felice is like you better marry a rich man so that you can uh you know Continue to have people do your laundry for you. And one would assume she means a rich white man. Yes. Would you think so? I would okay. assume I that's what sure. she means. <laughs> I want to make sure. Felice wants her to meet someone. He's a mm. junior at CU. He's very good looking and he's yes. coming to tea with his mother. Yeah. Which Donna's not about. She's like, he's coming with his mother. Gal. Yeah. And she can't remember his name. It's Garfield it, or Gerald. Or one something. of those two. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield, which is not a person's name. Uh, could be in the mix. So. <laughs> and she reluctantly agrees to come to I, the tea. But it's funny, though, because Donna's like, I don't know. And Felice is like, oh, Donna, don't be a pill. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, I don't like to agree with Felice, but like, Donna, don't be a pill. 
Okay, then we get a scene in computer class. I don't know. I don't know what the class is, but Claire is on the computer mm. doing techie things that don't look good. <laughs> they sure don't. They don't look good for the '90s either. I don't know what she was doing there. Some sort of and David comes up and something. is like, and David comes up and is like, "Did you write this program?" What yeah. a weird. Why would you assume that? <laughs> Especially then. She's Maybe a now, but yeah. then. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I sure did, David. <laughs> so David introduces himself and immediately is like, hey, I'm producing a TV show. Do you want to do animation stuff for it? Yeah. And uh, she agrees Yeah. to do that. Nothing can go wrong here. And so so right away, I mean, sparks are flying. They do a whole, like, it's they play with major and minors. You know, she's like, oh, are you a computer major? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, it won't be a major thing. It'll be a minor thing in a major way. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess that's banter. That's what we're saying passes as banter. banter. You know what I was thinking is kind of funny here? In the couple seasons ago, Nikki was introduced as a love interest for David and then ended up with Brandon. And here, Claire's introduced as a love interest for Brandon Mm. and now is vibing with David. So just a little, yeah. Oh, how the, the old tables. switcheroo. Is that a switcheroo? I don't think yeah. it's a switcheroo. Is no, it? Kind of. Oh, how the tables have turned might be more appropriate. Right. But I was quoting The Office. Uh, I mean, when in doubt, I should just assume you're quoting <laughs> The Office. A quick little scene at the bar. Dylan's still playing pool with skeevy bar guy. Pool, pool hall guy. Yeah, yeah, pool hall guy. Yeah. And he's like, hey, where's that babe you were hanging out with the other day? And he's like, I don't know. I don't care. I'm, I'm done with all that. So that's that. That's and the that's that the scene. scene. What a great scene. Yeah, super great. Okay, then we go to Josh's room where Gloria is packing up his stuff. Uh, she says here that her mom couldn't handle coming down yeah. uh, for this service and to pack up the room. And she also says that Josh never mentioned Brandon to any of them but she also says that he you know he wasn't very good at like keeping in touch with them right i i mean we i guess we'll talk about it towards the end but i felt like that was a weird thing to say not a very nice thing to say no it's not like it's just kind of a unnecessary thing to say but whatever yeah she asks why josh and brandon is just like i you you know you'll never we may never know why Mm -hmm. josh Mm-hmm. And she offers him a sweater. His response, he's like, a sweater? Yeah. She's like, do you want something else? And he's like, no, a sweater. I'll take the dead man's sweater and be on my way, Gloria. She also refers By the to way, him you as... walk just like your brother. <laughs> she also refers to him as Joshua. And yeah. this, this little part is weird for me because he's like, oh, you call mm-hmm. him Joshua? And she said when he was little... And I thought we were going to have like a his sister is actually his mom kind of reveal. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know why. So you were in more of a Melrose place. Yeah, I don't know why I jumped. Scene. I don't know why I jumped to that, but that's Well, it's not such a case. weird thing to say. Yeah. Like it's it's very obvious that his family would probably call him his whole name sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like she called him like, "Oh, poor Skipper." You know what I mean? It wasn't like a cute pet name. It was just Josh to Joshua. Yeah. All I'm saying. At Kelly Donna Davids, Donna and mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. oh, sorry, I did it again. Kelly Donna Claire's there it is. D to a C. Kelly Donna Claire's. They are. 
<laughs> okay. Donna and Claire are painting different colors on the walls to kind of see which color they like the best. But they're also filming themselves doing it because David gave Claire this video camera so she can do stuff for the TV show. Right. And Donna's like, is that on? And Claire's like, I don't know. I think so. As they paint whole rollers on the wall <laughs> when they're sampling their painting. <laughs> Maybe just choose a small portion. But... Claire starts talking about the cute guy that she met and that he, you know, is doing stuff with the video on campus. And Donna's like, oh, my old boyfriend used to be a video freak. I really think Donna should have picked up on... A cute it's guy a... from the video production thing at CU. I it's don't know. It's just such a big campus. I, I didn't I didn't knock her for not instantly realizing it was David. Not instantly, what is Claire saying? But I think she could have I don't know. He's cute in kind of a buzz cut something way. Do you remember? I didn't write it down, but she does say something about a buzz cut, which he does not have. I mean the sides. He's got the oh, sides are, yeah. are shaved. But I yeah, I don't know. So the colors they've chosen for the walls are either purple, yellow, or green. Mm -hmm. And they decided to just do all three and mm -hmm. kind of leave it splattered all yep. over the wall. Mm -hmm. So Claire wants Donna to come with her to the production set, uh, which Donna agrees to. What so, could possibly go wrong? Yep. Brandon then arrives to see Kelly, and we have a little awkwardness with him and Claire. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Kelly's supposed to be in her room studying, but she's sleeping. She also thinks that it's creepy that he got a sweater. Yeah. She, she thinks it's like, okay. <laughs> that's what, that's what she offered you. Poor Brandon. He is, he is not doing well. He's no. very down. He's very torn and conflicted about you know, how he feels about the whole thing. And we've seen in the past that Kelly does not always handle these situations well. I liked that, too. I liked that she was just as bad this time as she was with Dylan. She I was. I think that works. Yeah. Because she's like, well, why don't you come to bed? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, then why did you come over here? <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, well, I just wanted to not be alone. And she's like, okay, well, then talk. She's she's not she's, she's not on the, the right cues. level. Yeah, it's funny too because she fell asleep studying psychology, so maybe she should have stayed awake <laughs> a little longer. So Brand it is weird that it's ten o'clock at night. Yeah, nothing about the scene leading into it, like how they're dressed or how they're acting, or nothing. So when Kelly's like, "Why'd you come over here at ten o'clock?" Then I was like, "What? What? <laughs> okay, I guess it's night." Yeah. Brandon says, "I just watched my friend burn to death, and I couldn't, you know." I had to give up and give this speech and I felt like I couldn't say the right things. Yeah. Well, he didn't really say anything personal. He was just more like what a inspirational campus wide figure this monolith was, you know, and I think he feels bad that it wasn't more yeah. huggy bear, you know? And he also is like, it could have been me in that car. Mm -hmm. He almost got in. The sure. Could have. Yeah, he did. And Kelly's response is that's exactly what Dylan said when his mm -hmm. dad died. <laughs> Perfect. Great thing to say. Perfect. Brandon's like, you know what? I do want to be alone. <laughs> he's a little short with her, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. Well, and as he's leaving, she's like, okay, well, will you call me tomorrow? It's just like, she's just not saying the right things. No. On campus the next day, Kelly and Andrea are talking and she's kind of like, oh, I feel like I can't say the right thing to Brandon. And I didn't handle Dylan's dad's death well. And that was kind of the start, the beginning of the end. Sure was. 
and they talk a little bit about, you know, high school and how their lives are so different now. Miss Teasley gets a shout out. Mm-hmm. Brenda gets well, yeah, a shout out. She does. Yeah. Well, Kelly's point is basically like, Andrea, you and Brandon are super close. You've spent more time with him than anyone. And Andrea's like, we haven't talked in a season, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can't. Well, I Andrea's know. advice is uh, just love him, mm. which is good advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That works with a person and a horse, I yeah. think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's good. Um, it's 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 a, it can cover many situations. It's a generic, just a blanket good advice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on the video production set for whatever they're filming, <laughs> college TV. Uh, Claire makes a mystery science theater joke. I know. I wrote that down, but in like a negative way. She's like, "Oh, these don't look like mystery science theater geeks." And I was like, "Shut your mouth, Claire! Mm. Mystery science theater is excellent." It is. You're right, listeners. If you've never seen mystery science theater, I feel like we've already said that before. But you should. We go definitely watch it. have. But yes, I agree. You should go watch Mitchell. It. Always a good time. Mitchell, my favorite is. Uh, Whatever it's called. Man, I can't the, think of the name. The Final Sacrifice? The Final Sacrifice. So good. All right. But this is the Final Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so they're looking around and they're like, oh, where's your cute guy? And Claire's like, there he is. Guess who it is? It's David. It's David. And Donna is immediately out. Yeah. She, she's she's like, like, I I know your friend. You can have him. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Donna out. Donna is out of there. So At least David, she didn't go like cry in a hallway though. She was just like, ugh, I don't need this and walked away. I liked it. <laughs> and so David comes over and fills Claire in. Kind of. He's like, yeah, we dated. And and then they find out that, oh, you moved into my old room. Great. Yeah. And Claire's, Claire's like, at like, least I don't have to give you directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the Senate meeting, there's like there are people there, but Andrea's like, where is everybody? So I guess not everybody is there. They're Apparently. Missing, they're missing a bunch of people or something. Yeah. So Alex comes in and immediately is hostile to Brandon mm-hmm. and says that he's leading Senate members to challenge Brandon's presidency because this has never happened before. And, you know, he, they yeah. don't want him to be president. Right. They basically think there's a potential loophole that can be exploited to get Brandon out. Yeah. And so Alex leaves and Brandon is like meeting called to order, meeting adjourned. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's out of there. Mm-hmm. At this point, if I were Brandon, I feel like I'd be like, I'm done. Like, I didn't really want to do this in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. At the keg party. Well, I guess it's pre keg party, but Donna and Kelly are helping get ready for the party. It's their alpha duty to putting, help Putting Kendra. dip from one bowl into another bowl yeah. is, what, is what Kelly is doing. Yeah, it's like a bucket scene. brigade, but with dip. Donna's saying that she's over David as long as she doesn't have to see him. Or interact with him in any way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Steve comes over and like likes the dip, keeps eating the dip. Yeah, and he's then... like, oh, this is good. I guess you didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Donna sets her eyes on one of the keg guys and Kelly's like, oh, that's Griffin Stone. Griffin with mm-hmm. a G. Did you say Garfield? No, nope, I said Did... Griffin. Gerald. Griffin. Griffin. Oh, yeah, like different the, guy then. Different guy. Mythological creature, the Griffin. Different guy. Yeah. He is uh, gorgeous, is what Donna says. 
She is very Smitten. into him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is like, you should go say hello. But she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to. Kelly's like, well, I would say hello. Yeah. But she's not going to. Mm-mm. At the Peach Pit, poor sad Brandon is just sitting in a booth, staring into space, mm-hmm. being sad. Listening Nat- to music replacement. <laughs> yeah. He's having a terrible time. Nat brings him a bunch of food and says he needs to eat. And Brandon says he feels like he has no friends ever since Josh died. Mm. Um, he feels very alone. Nat asks if he's talked to Dylan, and neither of them have. He says his silent partner has been a little more silent than partner lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brandon asks, you know, remember when you had your heart attack? What were you thinking when we were, you know, kneeling over giving you, you CPR and all giving that? Giving you yep. CPR, and. He said that he was thinking he wasn't ready to go yet. Mm -hmm. And Brandon asks, you know, why was it him? Why wasn't it me who died? And Nat says, you can't ask that or you'll go crazy. Mm -hmm. And you need to just give yourself time. Like, this is going to take you time to get over. And Yeah. You know, I thought that scene was kind of interesting because up until very recently, I mean, even like end of season four, kind of recently, that would have been a Jim Brandon scene. But it seems like more and more we're shifting a little bit to Nat being the parental figure, you know, like when he yells at Dylan Mm -hmm. the other day, like it's, I don't know that I just am noticing little tendrils of Nat taking on more. He's always been kind of a like, Oh, Nat, that old big lug, but he's Mm -hmm. just getting a little bit more paternal than I think he's been in the past, but I like the scene and he makes him eat. Those fries looked great. And that chocolate shake and that glass. They were like, they were steak fries. Oh man. They look really good. Yes, they did. At Dylan's house, this is our first time seeing Valerie in the episode. It's like halfway through. Yeah, I don't think we see Jesse at all, do we? No, I don't think there's any Jesse. Yeah, okay. So Valerie comes over to Dylan's and he's like, what the heck? Like, what was that the other night? And Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't know. He's like, oops, sorry. Can I come in for sex? And at first he's like, I don't want anything to do with anyone who lives at the Walsh house. Mm -hmm. But she, she does come inside. She tells him that he's the only one in this stupid town who understands her. And she can't believe that he dated Brenda because they're so different. Then Nick, (laughs) they Mm -hmm. spend the rest of this sexy flirty scene eating hard boiled eggs, which have to be the smelliest most unsexy mm-hmm. food that you could be eating in this scene. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And it made me laugh a lot that he's just like peeling hard boiled eggs and she's like sexually yeah. eating a hard boiled egg. It's true. They smell yeah. so bad. They're very eggy. They do have an egg smell. Yeah, because uh. they're doing like, they're saying like, oh, eggs are a metaphor for life. But I still, I don't know whose idea it was to be like, all right, but like, heavy heavy sexual innuendo but could we have a lot of like recently cooked eggs that could just be sitting in a bowl room temperature on on a table could we try that once and that's the shot they went with it is dylan is like so your dad's dead and Mm -hmm. we learned or i don't know if we knew we knew that her dad committed suicide but she tells this is the first time that she says it okay you know what i mean like we've heard it jim gets the reaction on the phone kelly tells donna because i guess she just she does it again right. later yeah she's just like i shouldn't tell you this but here's a deep dark secret that's not mine <laughs> but this is the first time i think that valerie has owned it or had any sort of like reaction to it yeah so 
I am totally buying this Dylan Valerie thing, you know, and I think it's kind of smart of them to just be like, yeah, she's Brenda's replacement. And now she's going to sleep with Dylan. What do you think about that? You know, they're just like very upfront about it. And she's so I don't know. She's got the dead dad. She thinks the washes are stupid. It all makes sense to me. Yeah, she's uh, she's hitting all the, the right things. Plus, he's also mad at Brenda. So like. Mm. For leaving, you know, yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't even seen the Martha Mitchell story yet or whatever, so he doesn't know how bad <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, she apologizes for, you know, kind of what she did the other day. She said that she was just having fun, and he's like, well, you had your fun. Let's, drink, let's drink some more beer. So she stays for, uh, well, actually, she asked for something stronger. At Donna, I wrote Donna's. Oh, Donna's room. They're in Donna's room because Donna's getting ready for the keg party and she like yes. can't decide what to wear. Claire apologizes again for the what happened earlier and Donna's like, uh, you know, how could you have known that that was my ex-boyfriend? So yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Kelly tells Donna, she sees what Donna's wearing and she's like, Kelly, we're or Donna, we're going to the keg house, not the White House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've left the walls with all these colors, it looks like an Easter egg picture. It does. Uh, it's very pastel. You know, speckled Easter egg. Picture that's, it. That's what their walls look like. A lot of egg talk in this episode. Yeah. Kelly then gives Claire the lowdown on David. Right. This is the, this is the part where she's like, I probably shouldn't be telling you this. And then just tells her. Yeah. That, she's like, you know, Donna's a virgin. David, David is no longer a virgin. used to be, if you <laughs> catch my drift. Yeah. 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 Donna comes in in this long, like, off-white dress, which I thought looked really pretty, but they kind of are like, oh, that's the yeah. dress you're going to wear? Mm -hmm. And so she goes to change again. And then Claire asks, do you think all is fair in love and war? And Kelly says, I don't know. I've never been in a war. Zing. Alluding to, I guess, that she's going to go for it with David. Which is surprising because Claire's usually so level-headed. I know. She makes you such know? good decisions. She does. Yeah, no. Really for good it. friend. Mm-hmm. All right. The keg party is a rager. Sure is. It's a rager. Yeah. And I meant to look up and see if we could find, if anyone knows what music was supposed to be playing during this scene, please tweet at us and let us 9021, know. 9021. Oh, here we go, pod. Here we go, yep. pod. Add here we or go, pod. Or our sad little neglected Facebook page. You can either place, <laughs> you yep. can find us. We're we there. still look at it. We're on Friendster, anywhere. <laughs> um, Steve Steve says that this is the home of the free land of the rave. Little play on words there. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. Brandon arrives and he gets... Uh, Steve is the once again the worst friend giving his friend Brandon, who he knows struggles with alcohol, immediately gives him punch as soon as he enters yes and i thought it was an accident at first but it's very clearly not an accident no and brandon drinks it and he's like you can't serve alcohol at this party and steve's like what who when why is how, there what how what where did this <laughs> i can't uh steve is sad that valerie isn't there because she had told him that she was going to get a ride with brandon and mm -hmm. brandon's like nope didn't see her don't know anything about it. Kelly is there and she tells Brandon that she's she's going to be there for him and that yeah. if he needs her, she's there. And if he doesn't, then yeah. that's okay. Yeah, she's just very upfront. She's like, listen, Kel Kel real bad at this whole 
helping you process emotions thing, but here, here I am. If you need me to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And that but it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. He appreciated it. It was that. nice. And again, one of the things I really appreciate about this show are, are all the callbacks because it is very similar to Jack McKay's death. And they keep being like, just like with Jack McKay, you know? So like, it kind of takes away any right to criticize, criticize that they're doing it again. And having Kelly be just as bad, I think it's just a nice touch of like, yeah, these are who these characters are. So yeah. I think that's cool. Donna comes to get Kelly because she's freaking out because Griffin is there and she's still very yeah. into Griffin. Griffin mm-hmm. then comes over and Kelly and he, I guess, know each other, but he introduces himself to Donna and asks her to dance. Mm. And I wrote and his this replacement. Yeah, no, it's Griffin. Oh, okay. Griffin. Different. Different. <laughs> uh, I wrote this replacement music is quite awful. Yes, it was. I just yeah. remember that it was really, I don't remember I what it sounded don't... like. <laughs> I mean, I think, listen, there are scenes where I think, like, how could it be hard to just have, like, a that's all you need. I don't know why they have somebody on, like, a mandolin, you know, like, banging a coffee pot, just being like, ting, 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 like, what are you doing? Anyway. At Kelly Donna Claire's. Thank you. David comes over, and no one is there. It's just it's just him and Claire. And he makes a a decision that is very unlike David. He says that, you know, he doesn't want to hurt Donna, so maybe they just shouldn't do this. Yeah. Um and Claire is not a good person in this. She's like, Mm-mm. it there's three sides to every story and then there's the truth. I don't know what happened, but let's just do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. David's like, I don't think I can live with myself if we go through with this. And she's like, then you should probably leave because I'm about to throw myself on top yeah. of you. So. <laughs> she's like, I'm a bad girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Claire. Okay. All right. All right. So he okay. does leave. That was surprising to me. Shocking. Yeah. Back at the party, Griffin mm-hmm. is complimenting mm-hmm. Donna's dancing. And he's like, what else are you good at? And Donna is immediately like, what? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what sports do you play? And she's like, oh, I'm not really into outdoor sports. And he's like, well, what about indoor sports? Mm-hmm. And she's like, bye. Yep. <laughs> I will see you never. Uh, but he he runs after her and he's like, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm kidding. I we So funny. We don't have to do anything. <laughs> right. And she's yeah. like, well, what if I told you right now that I'm a good Catholic girl? And he's like, well, that's great. I'm a good Catholic boy. Perfect. Perfect. I don't see any yeah. potential for problems. So they go back to dancing together. Mm-hmm. Then the some of the keg guy. I think it's, uh, I always forget his name. Munch. Out, Munch. Out on the, I always want to call him Munch. Is there a Munch, Munch. character in something? Uh, Yeah. In like Law and Order and in, in different things. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, a couple of them are out on the lawn, super drunk, singing something. And uh, here comes campus security. Uh Uh-oh. This felt like that episode where Brandon and Brenda throw a party at the Walsh house (laughs) to me. (laughs) Because Steve, uh, well, first, uh, what's his face, is like, I've already forgotten his name. Months? Months. Oh, my gosh. Months is like, Steve, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, figure it out. Bye. Yeah. 
<laughs> just leave Steel to, Steve yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. Steve immediately grabs Brandon and takes him out to talk with security. Brandon comes up with this. The the security guys are ready to uh, to mm-hmm. throw down with Steve. Mm-hmm. They are very angry. They're not happy. And no. Brandon's like, officers, I I came over. I'm the student body president, and I came over myself to break up this party. Not believable in any way. Is this believable? But okay. No. So and they're like, really? Yeah. And, well, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> but they're like, all right, it's late. Don't let it happen again, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, Steve is like, oh, Brandon, that was great. But Brandon is really mad. He's like, mm-hmm. don't ever put ever. me in that position again. Don't you ever. Yeah. And Steve's like, whatever. Drinks. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Dylan's house, we get another uh, bedroom scene with Valerie and Dylan. And... They're talking about uh, she's told him all her secrets, so he needs to tell her some secrets. And they also talk about, uh, you know, he wants to keep it on the low that they're mm-hmm. hooking up and that mm-hmm. he they, he doesn't want to be her boyfriend. He's not looking for a girlfriend. He doesn't want to play miniature golf, they figure out. Yeah. <laughs> and he asks about Steve, and she's like, well, whatever with Steve and he says I don't want to see Steve get burned yeah yeah he's like he's an old friend of mine I thought that was kind of nice that he's sticking up for Steve and Valerie's like Steve's a big boy if he doesn't want to get burned he shouldn't be playing with matches she's a vamp and then they go back to kissing they sure do yeah at the peach pit the next day Steve at Valerie's there and Steve walks in and is like oh where were you on Saturday and she's like oh this time change it just makes me so <laughs> sleepy yeah he's like you've been here a month mm-hmm. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no time change anymore yeah Dylan then arrives and it's awkward so it's like Steve is in the mid they're at the bar Steve is in the middle Valerie on one side Dylan on the other and he introduces them and Dylan's like hey like yeah it's it's awkward and then steve and valerie keep talking and he's like i think you owe me a date since you didn't come and she says well how about miniature golf yeah oh really twisting those screws and dylan i don't know that he seems jealous but it's definitely i got a jealousy vibe you got a jealousy vibe yeah i did it certainly affected him yeah you know at felice's it is time for tea and they are waiting for their uh, people to get there yes. for tea. <laughs> the mother arrives. I forget her name. Nanette. Nanette. Nanette arrives, and Donna is, you know, kind of cordial. And they're at, they're walking into the house, but then the doorbell rings again, and Donna goes to answer it. Guess who it is, Nick? Who is it? It's Griffin. What? Not Garfield. That can't be. It's great. That can't be. No. And she's like, wait a minute. You knew. You knew who I was and that we were going to have tea. And he was like, he was scoping. He was scoping her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. how she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah. 
he he knew and was just I thought it was going to be that they were both like oh my because she never says Donna Martin yeah. she just says Donna yeah. but no no it's a, there's one more level to that so yeah. pretty intense and he suggests that they make some polite goodbyes and then go to the beach and get out mm-hmm. at the chancellor's office Brandon He's telling Brandon that technically right now he is the acting president until they figure everything out. Which I don't really think is how that works. I mean, just because it's being challenged doesn't mean like that he would he would not officially be the president. Like he would be the president until something's proved. It's not like, oh, somebody thinks you're not the president. So I guess you're not, you know. Yeah. Brandon is like, why don't I just throw in the towel Josh was elected, not me. Yeah. Let's just let's just end it. But the chancellor wants him to hang in there. Mm-hmm. And... The chancellor's saying, like, just give it some time and this kind of thing will blow over. Yeah. He also somehow heard about the keg party and that Brandon smoothed things over with yeah. campus security, which mm-hmm. he's okay with, but he's like, you need to get Steve to, yeah. you know, toe the line a little. And then he's like, how are things between you and Claire? You know, Claire <laughs> is very fond of you. Yeah, this was a little confusing to me. Like, I I couldn't tell if the Chancellor thought there was maybe something between him and Claire still, or maybe he's just hoping that there will That's be. That's what I thought. Like, he was kind of like, huh? Do you two want to wanna get together? Yeah, and Brandon's like, well, you know how I feel about your daughter, sir. <laughs> I'm like, does he? <laughs> I don't know. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Claire and David are sitting in the living room on the floor. He's kind of got his arm behind her on the couch, but they're talking through a storyboard for this, whatever that they're filming. Um, Yeah. And Claire's like, wow, I haven't had a platonic relationship since I was 13. Which was a little confusing because I thought we'd already... I mean, I guess because David left, I just sort of thought like we kind of had already. Yeah, but they're decided still they're still doing legit. this thing. So yeah, but yeah. So it's platonic. Yeah. So Donna walks in in a red bikini, mm-hmm. and she's like string, string bikini. Yes, and she's yes. like, oh, hi, David. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know what, guy? Like at first they kind of like jump up, and David's like, bleh, bleh. And, yeah, and she's like, you know what? Let's all be friends. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And Claire's yep. like, whoa, why why is it fine all of a sudden? And in walks Griffin, also mm-hmm. in his bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to change in her room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of like a jaw-droppy moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Claire good, for, is wearing, good for Donna. Good for Donna. I agree. Claire is wearing a shirt that has what looks to me to be a Captain America shield that is red and yellow and black. And I would, I try to figure out what it was and I mm. don't know. So that's another one. If you know, if that's like a brand or something, I would just was curious because it stood out for me. So you can find us on social media. Chancellor Arnold in the previous scene also told Brandon to make sure that Steve toes the mark, which I'm pretty sure is not a thing that people say. Hits oh, the yeah. mark, yes. Toes, toes the, the line. line, yes. Toes the mark, nonsense. <laughs> All right, our last scene is at the Walsh house. Brandon is laying on his bed, just like flashing back to his last moments with Josh. Mm-hmm. And we see, you know, that scene. Cindy walks in and asks if he's all right. And he's just like, no, I'm not all right. But Gloria is there to see him. And uh, they found a letter from Josh that she wanted him to read. 
And as he's reading, it kind of cuts to he's reading it to Kelly at Kelly's uh, yeah. house. And mm-hmm. the whole letter is about, uh, you know, how he's found this new best friend and <laughs> how they They're used to be friends forever. <laughs> and now they used to hate each other, but he was mm-hmm. wrong about Brandon and, uh, you know, and there's a picture. There's a picture of the two of them with yeah, the letter. From like the campaign poster, yeah. the campaign poster we've seen all around. But it doesn't make sense to me because early on, she's so specific to say that she's only in town to do this one thing. And that nobody in the family has ever heard of Brandon. But then she says, my mom sent me this letter that Josh sent her. Well, like, may- he sent it Pony the Express. day before the election. So maybe it just arrived. Okay, but then how did the mom then send it to oh, the sister who's there know. for like one day? Why bother saying that they never... It's just one know. of those things where I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's a nitpick, I know. I don't know. So, so yeah, so he and Kelly talk about that and brandon decides that he is not going to give up the presidency without a fight because he wants to keep doing what josh and he had started that's right and then brandon and kelly say i love you have they said that before yes i think very early they did we were like whoa well we get some i love yous and then the last shot is a fade out on that picture of josh and brandon yeah okay so kendra what's your verdict uh another good episode i thought i agree I think it's guilty of doing some of the things that we were knocking it for last year, accelerating storylines very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I also think this time it's kind of beneficial, you know, mm-hmm. because it feels like we're making up for lost time. Cause like Claire and David went from never having seen each other to sort of it being a thing, yeah, you know, very quickly. Yeah. And like, I'm fine with it because I don't want to mess with the Donna David and then being all, so I get <laughs> that they're just kind of like pushing that forward. Uh, and I just felt like there was a couple of things like that, like Brandon and politics all of a sudden is like, whoo, you know. Um, so I do think there's a little bit of of like, OK, let's move this along. But I think it's working at this point because I think they are still trying to grapple with the hole left by Brenda. Are you noticing anything that way? Mm, not particularly. I wouldn't say that I miss Brenda as a character. I I, I did really come to appreciate whatever it was that Shannon Doherty was bringing. But I think what's noteworthy to me, and it really, it stood out to me in this episode, because I don't think we had Jim at all, but without Brenda, it's suddenly just no longer about like the Walsh family or the Walsh Mm. household. And that has gradually like gone down. But even at the end of season four, things were still kind of coming back to that family unit. And we just haven't had that this year. Not really. Like we've seen the parents a little bit more, but it doesn't all come back to like the family around the table as it often did early. And so I think that's a, that's a change from this season. And I think it's because it doesn't really make sense anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think they're kind of making some adjustments there, which I appreciate. I like, you know, but it's, it's stood out to me a little bit this time. Did you have a 90210 snap for this episode? I'm not really sure what my snap would be. Probably. Um, The one that comes to my mind is uh, Donna in her bikini and then walking in. That's a big moment. Uh, I think I'm probably give it to one of the political things. Like either either when Alex comes up and he's like, I'm challenging you for the presidency. And Brandon's like, meeting called, meeting adjourned. (laughs) You know, that's pretty good. Or the end where it's uh, it's very like 
Bartlett for America, like Brandon is, I'm going to be the president now. Yeah. Also kind of a dramatic moment. Yeah. And I liked both of them. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm, uh, I'm on board for this season so far. I'm having a good time. Me too. I'm ready to keep going, Kendra. How about you? Let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, you can turn over one click on the radio meanwhile dial and find me over at This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast where we're looking at all things Ewok. And it's uh, it's a weird journey. I'm just going to tell you, Kendra, it's a weird, weird journey so far, but we're having a good time. What about you, Kendra? Where are you? I am Miss Musebox 91 online, and I also have a website, MissMusebox.com, and an Etsy page, mm-hmm. Miss Musebox Crafts. And mm-hmm. I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a nice. different 90s song. Most recently, we talked Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. Oh, okay. All right, now, are you on Cameo now, or you you haven't reached that status? No, you haven't not quite, there yet. Not yet? Not yet. <laughs> working out the details. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you can join us next time as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 5, Episode 5, Ravon. <laughs> Ravon! Woo! 9021, here we go. Well, everybody knows that Yankee girls are the most beautiful. Not a one I've ever met compares to you, Miss Mitchell. Oh, now they must be. For you all are the best looking Yankee boys I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's just trying to get on a good side, Miss Mitchell. Miss Mitchell doesn't have a bad side. I hope this is our dance. Well, Terry, you know I'd love to dance.